Hello and welcome to the Dovetail Expert Series. I am here with my friend Tiffany Howes. Welcome, Tiff. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know Tiff yet, you are in for a treat this afternoon. So Tiff has worked in graphic design and advertising for the past 10 years. She is the former co-founder of Jade and Opal, where she and her partner supported growing female-founded businesses with their graphic design and marketing. Since then, Tiff has been the creative director and digital art director for two major agencies in the Toronto area. And most recently, in her capacity as the digital art director at Publicis Emile, she was the creative behind Mercedes-Benz Canada's social media channels. If you haven't seen their whole dog campaign, you need to go check it out. It's the cutest thing on the internet. <laughs> Tiff is also an experienced workshop facilitator, panelist, and luckily for Dovetail, she's the coordinator and hustle behind the scenes on some pretty major events. She's a recipient of the 40 Under 40 Award for her work in community outreach, and she's now transitioning back to taking on clients, in addition to Dovetail, as your remote marketing team, offering social media and brand consulting, website redesign, copywriting, and graphic design. Woo! What a <laughs> I love it. So, Tiff, I mean, I know your backstory because I've been lucky enough to be friends with this incredible woman for a few years, but I'd love for people who are listening or watching to hear a little bit more. So can you share a little bit more about your journey and how you ended up where you are today? Yeah, um, I've always had a love of the arts and fine arts. Um, when I was little, I was always sketching and writing and all of that. And I think what led me to graphic design and advertising was the idea of uh, it being communication and visuals and combining the two and the fact that you could tell a story um, through through cues, uh, you know, in the graphic design of a brand, for example, um, but then also like in the voice and things like that. So to me, it's always been a matter of like this communication level and, and doing it through the arts is just exciting for me. Mm -hmm. um, and, and yeah, I think that uh, when we formed Jade and Opal, we knew, we felt this calling towards like, um, female entrepreneurs and what they were doing. And it just synced immediately. It was like when you find that, um, that client base that just gets you and you get them. Mm -hmm. um, and, and even when I ended up in agency for the last uh, four or five years, four years, um, I was still like so involved with, you know, Dovetail and, and Yugo and um, Carol's w uh, Women Living Big and now Brave mm -hmm. Institute, uh, just because there's, there's such a calling there and every single person I meet through it, um, like my life is richer for. So um, it's been exciting and uh, yeah, I'm really excited to dive back in. Amazing. Well, I am excited to have you on the team and uh, so, so, so fortunate for it. Um, so just for those of you who are tuning in who might not be super familiar with Dovetail or the community, our camp attendees and community members are entrepreneurs in kind of two main stages for those that are camp attendees. So there are those who have a team and are growing and scaling with that team, and they're looking to delegate as much as possible, but they're still in the business daily. And then we have those who haven't yet grown their team, maybe they're just one person or two people, and they're still DIYing a lot. So kind of in, in these recordings, we're speaking to both those, those groups. Um, so when we're thinking about people who might be listening or watching or just in general, what do you think are some of the biggest mistakes that people are making when it comes to how they are marketing their businesses online, whether it's Instagram or elsewhere? What are you seeing happening out there? Um, <laughs> you know, um, there's probably some really obvious stuff that I mean, well, to like, us that are not, like professionals might not be so obvious. I think that, um, I think that value is a really important thing. I think there's a lot of people who have this um, 
they have this concept that they just need to be online. I need to post. I need to do this. I know I should be posting X mm -hmm. number of times a week. And I think that that can really uh, get a lot of people caught up. I think that the first thing being you can end up wasting time um, thinking you should be doing something if you're not doing it with purpose um, and an intention. And I think also um, if you're not providing value and you're just putting content up, then you're drowned like you're drowning in a sea of content so you're not actually like giving your audience something of value that is a reason for them to create a connection with you um so that's really difficult and and i think that you know some people think oh i should do this many emails but if you're not providing a reason if you're not hitting them with an insight if you're not telling them a story to create the connection deeper between you um then again it's just noise and you're going to get unfollowed i mean basically you just become an ad then right mm. Yeah, so that makes so much sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so that's a that's a really difficult thing when people aren't doing things with intention. So for sure, um, mm -hmm. a lot of people tend to just hit the ground running and think I should do this, I should do that. But if you're mm -hmm. not doing it with a plan, then you're just wasting energy. Yeah, yeah. I see people like kind of just rambling into their phones and like, is this going somewhere? Am I going to get something from this? I don't know. I mean, you look pretty on there. I guess is this the idea? Like, where are we going with it all? Um, so for those that either have, you know, a team member on their team that's handling this or for themselves, um, where should people start or perhaps restart with their online marketing? Because I think like there are some people that might've been in business a year or two and they look at their social media and it's not, or just, you know, marketing in general, and it's not making the impact that they're looking for. Um, I feel like there's kind of like the flinging spaghetti at the wall and hoping it sticks. And I know that we've kind of talked about doing this for Dovetail too, but like doing a proper, social media audit is that something that you recommend as like a starting point and you know where when do you do that and yeah. what does that look like yeah absolutely so there is and this is the thing is <clears throat> i think that people tend to think that only in growth and scale do does this happen but it happens mm -hmm. at all um, and just because something's been working for you doesn't necessarily mean there isn't a way that you can take it to another level. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I know people with TED Talks and, and things like that, that they have this audience, this following, and they don't know what to do and how to re-engage them. Mm -hmm. um, so taking an audit is definitely the first thing that you want to do um, to take a step back and look at, you know, what do you have right now? And again, you can do this at any phase. Um, some people do find this a little bit intimidating. So that's why sometimes they can get people to come in and do an audit workshop with them to like take stock of it and then give them a plan to continue. Mm -hmm. um, but definitely some of the questions you want to ask is like, as simple as define your audience. I know that that seems so basic, but like, what do they want? Mm -hmm. What is their pain point? Why did they first connect with you? So go back to basics, take that audit. Um, and then start to look at the details around your brand. So not just email, not just website, not just social, but is there a cohesive um, connection between them? Is there a reason to bring people from one into the other? So for example, you know, look at, is your audience most engaged in your newsletters or in social? Do you want to amp up your social? Maybe there's a different way you can do that and re-engage them. Mm -hmm. um, maybe look at your social channels and say, which ones are more engaged and why is that about the platform or the demographic that's on it? Um, and then you can also look at your website itself and say like, is the opt-in actually converting? Maybe you mm -hmm. might want to try a new piece of content for the opt-in or, you know, if you have different pages that they opt in, which one is actually finding more traffic. Mm -hmm. And so when you kind of start talking about that and utilizing unique 
people tend to get a little bit afraid. They don't know what that means. Their eyes gloss over unique links, tracking all this sort of stuff. So again, that's where like, if you're not necessarily in a phase where you can hire someone on, on a retainer or a big marketing team, you can hire someone to help you start that flow and get mm -hmm. those things clear. And then that way you can continue it on with yourself. Mm -hmm. um, because some people aren't tech savvy in, in creating these, you unique links that they can track um but those things really <laughs> give information. yeah so so starting yeah. to figure out what information do you actually have right what content do you actually have mm -hmm. and and how are people engaging and just start there yeah. and a lot of people also will look at their uh email followers or their their social media followers and say like okay i want more okay mm -hmm. what is it right? You know, we always talk about having realistic goals and setting them, but some people don't even know what that goal might be. So they might say, okay, I have X number of followers and I just want it to be more. Okay. Right. But let's set a number. Let's set something realistic. Mm -hmm. um, even if it's a, a slight increase or let's set, actually we have a good number and we want to increase engagement because an engaged audience is one that will respond to you, will share mm. you you know, that sort of thing. So, so just kind of backtrack there for a second. So like yeah. the first thing that you want to do is like recognize like what is actually happening right now. So doing yeah. this audit, like figuring out, like, it's kind of just like with anything in your business, like you need to do like a financial audit and like, see, you know, how much is coming in and how much is going out. And like, these things are really important to so basically be doing the same kind of thing, but for, for our communications, our social media interactions. Absolutely. And then we want to, once we know what's actually happening, because most people, like all of our Dovetail Camp ladies, they have an actual business. So it should be easy enough to figure out or to maybe work with someone like yourself to kind of figure out what's actually going on. Then we want to set like a real goal. And it's not always, I just, if I heard you correctly, it's not just about the numbers. So it's not like, oh, I want to have, you know, 50,000, 100,000, a million, whatever social media followers. We want engagement. So when you're thinking about like setting an engagement goal, What's like a, something that somebody might set for an engagement goal for their social media? So the first thing you would want to do is kind of go into the back end of your analytics and look mm -hmm. at, because um, in Facebook, Facebook and Instagram are, are connected now. So you can mm -hmm. go in, you can actually see the analytics um, and see which posts are people engaging with more. And you can already start there to kind of see like, what is the audience I have and what I've been doing already responding to? And that's mm -hmm. going to start to give you some insights. So then what you can do is kind of, oh, sorry, engagement goals. So mm -hmm. again, you want to be able to give them content that means something to them and has value. Mm -hmm. So you want, so by setting a goal, would you say like, I mean, for us, for example, like using Dovetail is a great example, but if we were to set an engagement goal, like I, we could go into the back end of things and see, okay, what are people already, like we're talking about, like we want them commenting, we want them mm -hmm. asking questions, maybe on an Instagram story. I'm guessing we want them yeah. like clicking the thingies that I don't even know what the thingies are. Tip does all that for us. But how do we want, like, how do you kind of set a goal around that? Like, would it be realistic to say, we want like, is it a thing around like we want people to like, or we're looking for, if we ask a question, we want to have, you know, like, let's just say like this month, we're going to ask questions every third post or fourth post. Is this reason? I don't know. Tell me, I could be totally honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want no. at least five responses. Like, is that a reasonable goal to try to get people starting to get used to responding to us? Or yeah. And I mean, again, be, in different sizes, I think, I think it's difficult to set a number without looking at like what you already have. Right. So for people like the audit, um, in the last 30 days of one of my clients, we've increased their engagement by a percentage. So it's by 250%. So oh, it doesn't okay. necessarily mean that um, it's only comments or it's only likes, 
it's comments, likes, and shares. Mm. So again, it can be difficult to set those numbers. Um, and so that's actually some, where some people get caught up is like, right. this is my goal and, and what's realistic. Cause I don't know, cause I haven't done it before. Mm-hmm. So when you get stuck there, maybe a different way to go about it instead of looking at numbers. Cause sometimes, you know, people don't know is to instead look at like, what am, what is the content I'm actually putting out? Mm. So for example, like you need to think of the content you're putting out in, in, the, in different buckets, in different categories. Mm. So the first one being a value give. So what is the reason that I'm following you? Is it, is it um, advice that you have to give to me? Is it expertise you have in a matter? Um, is it, you know, I need a pick me up and therefore um, that's really what I needed to hear in my day. So something again, that you, they have given you permission to mm-hmm. show up in their day every single day, right? Um, you show up on their, on their phone, you show up in their email. So what are you actually giving them to say thank you for that? Mm-hmm. So that you really need to find pillars in your social, in your emails, in who you are and how you show up as a brand um, to provide value. Um, so another thing that then adds to that, and this can sometimes be the thing that really helps with the engagement is these connection create creators, like Mm. the stories that you share that maybe are a little bit more personal or the failures that you had that you grew and learned from Mm. because, and they don't all have ability. Exactly. And they don't all have to be exactly vulnerability, Mm. but they have to be a way for this person who may have never met you except for your social media channel to create a connection and therefore trust you or feel like they know you so they can Mm -hmm. take your advice. So by using those, by using, um, that connection and asking those questions, even, you know, if you're, if you're writing a post and then it ends with, you know, have you felt like this, or this was really difficult? How did you get through it? Like questions are a really great way to start the audience thinking about engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you kind of have a, a little bit of a colder audience where they don't engage a lot, um, you can start by those. And those questions mm-hmm. might not necessarily get you an answer and a comment on your post the first couple times you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes you need to do it. Crickets? Sometimes. Why isn't anyone answering me? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, and there are some other ways that you can do, that you can um, kind of engage more. Like you can, you can lean more on your audience, or I'm mm-hmm. sorry, you can lean more on your community to help yourself do that. Mm-hmm. So for example, if there are people that you really value, um, you could feature them on your page and then... Mm. Um, you know, kind of tie in that, Hey, I'm helping you. And this isn't a follow for follow. This is, this is do it with integrity. Say mm-hmm. things that you mean, feature people that your community would actually um, find value from. Yeah. And then the last part being like actual, like, um, serve, like your service or your product. Um, you know, don't be afraid to, don't be afraid to sell. Don't be afraid to show up because, what you have to give, you believe in it. And there's a reason that you're bringing it to the world. So if you're not actually, if you're not actually giving them a chance to invest in you, then you're doing them the disservice of not, of not being able to access that, right? Maybe what they, what you have to give is really what they need. Mm -hmm. So, but the biggest thing that's important is when you're able to do those cells, whether it's, this is how you can connect with me on coaching, or this is how you can, whatever, Mm -hmm. you haven't built the value and trust, if you haven't built the integrity and relationship, then those are just going to fall on cold ears. Mm. So again, taking it a step back to that audit of looking at who your audience is and what are their pain points. 
sometimes instead of creating, I want to increase my engagement by a hundred percent in 30 days, maybe instead you're looking at, I'm going to try these initiatives for 30 days, see if we're seeing any results and therefore mm-hmm. being able to make an appropriate number after that. Yeah. Um, I like that. It's like testing it out. So the four yeah. things just kind of reviewing here. So like the four buckets are the four kind of contents styles would that be like how we would frame this kind of yeah yeah so like value give was the first one the second was connection creators and the third one was this feature community members or feature um others who might be an ad to your audience in some way not like a a like for like thing but like uh actually being generous is that would that be the third one and then the fourth one would be actually selling or sharing your gifts your product your service whatever it is with the world i love it cool okay these are like really useful things that if I'm watching something like this, or if I'm listening to something like this on a podcast, I'm probably stopping to take notes. If you are driving and listening to this, please do not. One more actually. And oh, this yeah. circles back to the question you asked me in the beginning, which is like, what are, what, maybe not what people are doing wrong, but what could they tighten up on? Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the things I see a lot is people, um, doing these kind of like check-in posts, um, where they're just like, I'm at this event or like, I'm speaking here today. Which yeah. is great. I would love to celebrate you. So guilty of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so guilty of that. No, no, no. That's amazing because one, it speaks to what you're involved in, what you're passionate for, what you stand for is like these events or these speaking conferences. And also it speaks to your integrity and your expertise. However, like if you want to take it a step further, when you're doing these check-in po- posts, um, find a reason for me to be able to connect with it. So if I'm your audience and I'm not at that event, seeing a picture of you there is like, great, congratulations, keep scrolling. Mm. So maybe if there's a way to take it um, a, a step further from that flat connection of I'm telling you I'm here and talking at the audience to engage mm-hmm. them instead. So try and include maybe um, if you're attending a conference, include an aha moment that maybe one of the speakers had. So you're engaging me, pulling me in, making me feel like I was there. Mm-hmm. Or if you're doing a workshop um, and you're facilitating it, leading it, um, you know, maybe um, an aha that one of your um, people had, or, you know, take a photo or a testimonial or, um, or if you're at an event of someone else's and you're mentioning it, talk about maybe the creator of that event and the impact mm. they're making in the world. So you're, again, you're looking for those opportunities to, to let the people know who you are. Um, but also it's not a flat connection. It's got some depth to it. I love it. Yeah, that's great because I'm going to conference on Thursday and I never really know what to share when I'm at these things. And I know I like, I want to support the people that are hosting it and you know, that's amazing. But yeah, there are times when I'm like, am I just sharing to be like, Hey, I'm here. So that's yeah. super, super useful. And I so love many it. people get caught up in the moment because I a hundred percent believe that you should be present when you're at an event. Mm-hmm. And in that case, some, some of the advice I've given in the past is, um, you know, take your photos and then maybe write a couple things down and then put your pen down and be present. And later that night or the next day, post it like a summary post of like, mm-hmm. these are some takeaways I've had. I'm so grateful to have been here. Here are my photos now. And then that yeah. will give you that time to be relevant and taking it in and also cultivating the message without, you know, doing it on the spot while you're there. Yeah. 
I read those posts from people who are like, like a couple of people that I know were at the Upreneur Summit in London mm-hmm. this week. And they were just saying like the top three things I took away from the Upreneur Summit. And they're like points from three speakers. And I'm like, oh, and then it actually makes me want to go follow those speakers and guess who they tagged on those posts. Absolutely. And then guess who shared those posts <laughs> were those big speakers that already have a big audience. So I'm sure those people, well, I mean, I don't know, but I have a feeling those people were not sharing those points that they learned in order to have those speakers share them as well but like nice offshoot right so absolutely letting those people know like utilize the community you're tagging that person because you're giving them props that person (laughs) gave you an aha moment so yeah you're opening their audience you you know your audience to them but at the Mm -hmm. same time that person might reshare you so the more you look at it as more of community and support and less like follow over follow and that sort of thing right yeah more becomes like genuine connection and your followers become genuinely connected to you yeah I feel like that's like the whole dovetail philosophy. The less yeah, you each other as like targets in some way, or like this is a pitching opportunity, you know, the less and the more we can actually just be like normal humans with each other and build good relationships, the better off we are. So, and that's why we walk out every single event being so much closer because it's just when you show up and you're just like, how can I help you? How can I support you? Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel it fully. And like, that's why I'm a dovetailer for life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that's, that's why I like dovetail now. But I think like, yeah, I think that people forget that sometimes online. Even people that you meet in person, all of a sudden you see them online and it's like, who is this human being? <laughs> because when you meet them, they're like so natural and it's, you know, your conversation's organic and then they get online and it's like, this is a whole other human being, which kind of brings me to my next question because you and I, again, like I know tips that so we've had these conversations about things, but um you have talked about brand voice. And I think that's something that, you know, myself and others are not challenged by, but it's something that I kind of waver on. So the biggest question that I always ask, and I continually am asking this is how much of the brand voice is actually coming from the founder in a company that like, for example, I mean, we have a, an actual, like a separate business that is not the Alexis Dean company. This is Dovetail. It's a whole community. We run our separate programs. Mm-hmm. Um, just like any others, you know, if you have an underwear company, it's not like the Tiffany house, well, it might be <laughs> underwear or whatever it is. It's not necessarily that you are like the center of everything, but I've heard that people really do want to hear the personal. They want to hear the connection to the founder. They want to not just hear from some anonymous employee. They want to hear from Tiffany house. Who's, you know, doing whatever for whatever company, like what is, what is the approach that we should have as we scale our companies? How closely should we as founders be tied into the voice Mm -hmm. of our company? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. So step one is definitely making sure you have a very strong sense of what it is. Um, It's definitely saying, you know, what are the what are the pillars? So first of all, what are the pillars of the company? Because those need to exude in every touch point of the company. So whether mm-hmm. it is the the copywriting on your site or your social, whether it is the visual look of the brand, whether it is the words that you say. Like when I speak about voice, it's definitely like all touch points. Mm-hmm. Um, people tend to think it's only the writing, um, but um, people should have a flawless experience throughout their experience with you. And so as you grow and scale, the clearer you are about what you stand for, mm-hmm. um, will one, start to be infused in every aspect there. Um, mm-hmm. And then when you bring people in on your team, 
that's where you really need to do your due diligence to understand, to, to see that the team understands it. And -hmm. if they don't helping to cultivate that relationship. Mm -hmm. So for example, like, you know, the dovetail pillars are clear. Some of my other, uh, so for example, working on Mercedes, so they're about luxury. Um, Mm -hmm. they're about a lifestyle. So they don't speak about, uh, they only speak about the experience itself, right? Mm. Setting down what are these pillars and what do we and don't we say? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, exactly. And so then when the team comes on, um, you kind of do the balancing act. So you have to decide for yourself how much as the founder you want to delegate um, mm-hmm. and how much you want to have those touch points. Um, so Emily Hirsch, for example, um, she attended one of our events and mm-hmm. her branding is Emily Hirsch. She has a fantastic team behind her. There's mm-hmm. no way that every touch point I see is her hitting send yeah. and everything feels cohesive. Mm-hmm. Um, because she's been able to handpick that team. And I think what's also, you know, trouble or um, uh, challenging is that in growth and scale, you know, it's difficult to find those people. And you really do have mm-hmm. to, you really do have to make sure they're the right ones to be able to make sure that they're, you know, the face and voice of your brand. Yeah, that because totally. Because I think like that is something that people are challenged by myself included in some ways is because like almost all of our team members, you know, we have this great growing team. We have subject matter experts, but they're not all full time with dovetail. So they have to understand like you, for example, you know, you have to know the dovetail voice in order to do our social media content and our copywriter needs to know Like, so we need to have this like cohesive brand voice that isn't necessarily just my voice. It's like our separate brand voice. Yeah, and that and that uh, is definitely included in touch points. You know, it's it's definitely never just here. You write everything now because I have. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, have you, fun. <laughs> yeah, you need those regular touch points, and you mm. need to have those gut checks and things like that to be able to say we're we're heading in the right direction. This is great. Or now that we are trying this new service or product, um, it might be niche towards this this demographic. Mm -hmm. So we're actually going to change the vocabulary and look of that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, so you do need to be integrated. You need to have a sense of trust, but, um, you can't have that sense of integration and trust until, unless you really know who you are and what your voice is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so much trickles down from us as founders and, you know, I, I get that like every single time I communicate to a team member, however I'm saying it, it's exactly what they're thinking is coming from the company, which, you know, <laughs> in so many ways as founders with growing companies, it's all us so, and how we're conveying that all to our teams, um, which kind of brings me, I mean, we have so much we could talk about this because you and I worked together on the dovetail stuff and, you know, Tiff does all of our social media marketing and, um, you know, is currently actually working on this campaign. So if you have seen some of the beautiful visuals, if you've seen our social media campaign for this, then this is coming from Tiff's work. Um, so I have turned to you so much, Tiff, um, just for, for support and for, I have so many questions about like, okay, we're doing this whole launching thing. And to be honest, like at Dovetail, we've never really launched in the way that, um, you know, you hear about like online entrepreneurs launching and my other business is like corporate. So I've never seen it as like a launch, but now I realize like, even if it's not like the typical online entrepreneur launch, I think that that formula or that way of approaching your business is in like when you're releasing something new to the world, you are treating it as a launch. Um, so we're kind of in the middle of that right now. So newsflash, if you're listening to this, it's our camp launch, <laughs> Camp Dovetail 2020. This is our, uh, the recording is happening for that purpose. 
Um, so what are some of the things that either you have recommended for Dovetail or that you would recommend for companies who are launching, whether they're online or offline or, or however they run their business? Yeah. What are some, some of the things that they need to be thinking about? Um, so I, so I've definitely had a lot of people approach me and say, I want to launch X and it's happening in four weeks or it's happening. Right. In six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the first yeah. thing, you definitely need to understand like what is the structure in place of like a 365 action plan. And I know mm -hmm. that that's overwhelming to say, but I'm going to launch this thing next month. And yeah. like, I don't have a year to do it. <laughs> yeah. Start, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Don't mean it like that. Um, <laughs> but when you start to take these ideas and, and implement them every day, then suddenly the launches become easier because people are firstly like warmed up to who you are and mm -hmm. the integrity behind you. So, um, you know, people ask their networks for advice. They search for mentions on your company on social media. They're reading third-party review sites. Like your presence every day is already your advertisement. Mm -hmm. um, so there is that. You do need you do need to invest in presence. You can't just do it seven weeks before an event. And I mean, you can, <laughs> but when you do it with structure, you're going to feel a lot more secure, mm -hmm. and you're going to feel a lot more in control of what's happening. Um, and I mean, I've been, I've been involved with many product and event launches and there's always stuff going on at the last minute of events. So mm -hmm. if you can plan ahead for marketing and voice, then that's one thing off of your plate. So if you have the, like one of the things you could do again, when you're able to, when you have that, um, advanced notice is like, if you have the data, look into, you know, where prospects in the past have been getting stuck in like the buyer's journey. Mm. So for example, like if a year ago or six months ago or whatever, you had a free webinar and then you launched your $5,000 coaching course right at the end of the webinar, there's a little disconnect there between the commitment level that you're asking of people between a free webinar and then it funnels into all the sudden thousands of dollars, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, being able to learn from your lessons before of like, was the audience warm enough? Um, did they have enough commitment um, in their growth journey of their relationship with you? Mm -hmm. So then for the launch itself, like really dig into the pain points of what the launch it would, the launch itself would solve. So, um, start speaking to those pain points early on in, um, in the communications and start connecting mm -hmm. with your problem and aligning yourself with that issue. Um, so even before you're selling, you're, you're putting that kind of pink elephant in the room of, isn't this the problem that you've been having mm -hmm. um, and aligning yourself with being the solution to that problem. Mm -hmm. um, so for example, like social ads could be used at this point to target it new people and get new followers, because again, you're hitting those pain points and you're growing your audience. Mm -hmm. So that could be something. And again, everyone's always, um, you know, people get scared about social ads, but I mean, you can do it with minimal ad spend. You know, if you mm -hmm. have, $50 to do in a week or two, like try it and see if you get the numbers. There's yeah. a lot of marketing you can do. There's webinars you could take, um, things like that. But like social ads don't have to be, um, overwhelming mm -hmm. um, or insanely expensive. Yeah, and they don't <laughs> I think have that's people's big fear. It is. It's true. And you worry, where's the money going? Right. Mm -hmm. So, and there's a lot of different ways. So that one, for example, you could create an ad for new followers mm -hmm. um, and you could either do it as an ad or what I would actually suggest is a boosted post. So create a post, the posts early on then that are speaking to those pain points mm -hmm. that are um, speaking to like maybe a free assessment of like how I can help you with that mm -hmm. um, and boost that post. And then that way, maybe if people are seeing it and they're like, oh, that is what has been running through my mind all week, they might like your page. 
Um, so then the next step in kind of that conversation would be like highlighting the unique, unique aspects about how your product or service stands out. Um, maybe necessarily compared to whatever anything else is on the market or, um, why it stands out as this, this is the solution for that problem that you never had before. Um, and so these so, would be like just posts that you're doing that you be like communication in general. So whether it's your emails, whether it's your social, but mm-hmm. it's guiding the narrative that your brand is moving through right now from this is the, what's going on in my head. So it's, I'm always feeling overwhelmed or mm. I don't really know what I'm doing in X, Y, Z, or I don't have enough hours in the day, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And then the next one is going into, you know, a little bit more about here are some easy tasks of how I can help you with that mm-hmm. and their free value. But again, you're already starting to show them, I have, you have the problem. I have some solutions. You're warming them up to already think about like, if this is what she's giving away for free, mm-hmm. um, what might she have that's even more valuable, you know, with more intensive time. Mm-hmm. And so in those communications, so again, if those were social posts, then those could be actually, instead of a, uh, an ad that was like um, getting new followers, it could mm-hmm. be increased engagement. Mm-hmm. So there's a special drop down that says, this is an ad made for increasing engagement and mm-hmm. it can be targeted towards only your current followers. Right. So um, since like most of our Dovetail ladies are not actually coaches and, and online, you know, only that yeah, yeah. like we have, product-based businesses, we have service-based businesses, we have like women in construction, all those kinds of things. If they're looking to say, increase their sales of a product or whatever it might be, would you say the same sort of thing applies? Um, Um, Well, if if they're looking for, again, that would, that would be determined on whether like they had engagement on social. So if it was, Mm -hmm. if social was their selling point, um, but those people might necessarily be more based in um, like uh, email uh, and like CRM. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that case, you would just be, it would be the same kind of narrative. I'm just kind of adding in ad suggestions, mm-hmm. but it would be the same narrative in the communications that you're having with them in cool. like, how is there a problem? And then a touch point of um, how can I solve it? And what is like an easy commitment for me to make? Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, and another way that like, and this might apply to then people and products would be mm-hmm. to like lean into, or sorry, products and other businesses mm-hmm. to lean into the community that you do have. So yes, of course, testimonials, but, and previous clients, mm-hmm. but also like, are there, um, are there, are there people out there that you can reach out to that will amplify your audience? Mm-hmm. So, you know, is there influencers? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like podcasts, for example, like mm-hmm. there are different, there are many different ways that they're looking for content and you can be that solution, mm-hmm. um, by providing them something to talk about. And you just happen to be, you know, solving this problem at the same time. Yeah. I mean, it's been remarkable, like watching a couple of our people who previously like a couple of dovetailed women who never would have seen themselves as like podcast guests or speakers because of their industry. So they're just, you know, they're, they're running their business in an industry that doesn't necessarily have that many podcasts about it. And then they get in a few and all of a sudden they're like, they're becoming a known name in their industry. And then they have a social media platform and people are watching because it's a unique industry and they grow from there. So that is pretty rad. So I know we are kind of coming up. Sorry. I was just going to say like the podcast industry right now, on one hand, some people might feel like that's all I hear about right now, but it is one of like the fastest growing, like in the last few years, like there are insane stats about how, um, 
how, how much people consume and how often they listen to it and things like that. So, yeah. you know, dive in and see if there's an opportunity for you there. Cause it's definitely booming right now. And even as we're launching a podcast this winter, <laughs> look, we're doing it right Yay. now. Well, <laughs> um, you can even do like spoken word ads in podcasts. So you can just mm-hmm. go to a popular podcast and mm-hmm. I mean, you've all heard them for like, you've all heard them. Um, mm-hmm. but that's a really new way of marketing that, um, people are, you know, not necessarily fast forwarding to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially when they're done well. I mean like master. Okay. We could have a whole separate thing about this. Master yeah, scale yeah. though. If you're not listening, go listen to it. It's amazing. It's the founder of LinkedIn. Their ads are like the perfect example. I mean, advertising there would be crazy expensive, but their ads are like an incredible example of like great storytelling within an ad that you barely even notice it's an ad. And then you're like, Oh, this was like a really solid ad. Makes yeah. me want to go, you know, get a new Amex or whatever. Now that <laughs> I've heard this great story about how this entrepreneur like grew her business using her Amex, which is not advisable, but anyways. Um, <laughs> all right. So last but not least, you, a couple weeks ago, Tiff was on a panel and she shared some really funny uh, case studies of brands that are doing social really, really oh. well <laughs> uh, and why, why it works. So one of them was Wendy's. So if you could tell us about that oh, and also yeah. maybe one other, I know you shared a few that night, but maybe just share a couple of your favorite brands to follow, especially on social. Cause I know you do so much social media marketing and you're doing all of ours. Who should we follow? What's so hilarious about them? What do you think we can learn from what they're doing? Yeah. Well, two really just fun ones, which like, if you want to just talk about having something creative to kind of inspire you in your, in your social feeds, um, Wendy's and moon pie, like the, the treats, oh, <laughs> a little, like, like the 1970s. Treats? Yeah. Like, like they're like, super old. Like yeah. Moonmar bars, but it's called yeah. moon pie. So both yeah. of them really creative voices on uh, uh, Instagram and Twitter. Wendy's Twitter is, I love it. It makes me smile all the time. Um, And I think what's kind of very unique about them that might not necessarily apply to us um, or anyone listening is that they are going to be bought. Like you're going to buy Wendy's. It happens. But the thing is, is right. Like you're going to get fast food. So it's not like they really have to stand out. So instead they can just really lean into the creativity and Mm. being understanding millennials, understanding like, online memes and they have such um a sense of like what they do and don't stand for and the voice is clear that the copywriter you can tell is very um empowered with the ability to hop on a meme that just started this morning and then answer it um mm-hmm. and be silly and be creative and even throw barbs out there about against like mcdonald's and things being mm-hmm. frozen. like i'm pretty sure there was like a national frozen iceberg day or something like that <laughs> And they, and they chirped McDonald's for having frozen burgers because they oh don't. God. Like, they're just, they're <laughs> on. So I think that that one's really fun. And that one really shows that, like, sometimes you can just be silly. Mm-hmm. Which I enjoy. Um, <laughs> and another one that was, like, super creative was, um, I think it was a year ago now, Bacardi um, Rum connected with the Lay Twins, L-E-S Twins. Um, and they've, they're two men. They've been in um, Beyonce music videos. They're, you probably recognize them if you Googled them. But what they did was um, they, they saw that Instagram was putting all of these new stickers and widgets. And so they wanted to stay on the cusp and they wanted to um, you know, connect with what millennials were doing. And so they put together a music video and it's basically like a choose your own adventure music video. So they put up like these split screens and one twin would do 
one thing and then say, do you want him to do this next or do you want him to do this next? Mm -hmm. And they would use the A, B widgets. And so they had 24 hours where all of these widgets were live. They had this huge engagement rate because everyone was sharing it with each other and saying like, isn't this wild and crazy? And then at the end of it, they put together the music video based on purely those widgets and what they mm. chose for the next scene. So should it be really upbeat in the next scene? Should we use red spotlights or blue strobe lights, like completely curated? Mm -hmm. And so it just became this talking point. So I think that like, even though those two might be very different examples that maybe we in our businesses wouldn't really know how to use, I think that there is room there for creativity. And mm -hmm. when you when you're actually acting with intention and you have structure within your, um, your, your creative and your voice and your communications, when you feel confidence in that, that my three posts or whatever it is, my three posts are going out this week. They speak on this value, this value, this value. My whole month is already planned and scheduled. Then it means when you have these creative ideas, you can kind of salt and pepper them in amongst everything else. And you have that weight off your shoulders to just kind of lean into, let's try some creative things. Let's go on Facebook live and ask questions. Let's, you know, let's be a little silly with our widgets or what it might be. So when you, when you have more structure, you can be more creative. I like it. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. I just came up with a new idea for camp. I think we should ask them, <laughs> what would you rather do in our social with one of those little widgets? Drinks on the dock or zip line through the trees? Or maybe we could have somebody do a whole like day I want to do camp. both of those things. <laughs> so do I. Come to camp. Um, amazing. Okay. So to wrap up our episode today, we have the questions that I've been asking all week on this series. Um, a little bit deep, a little bit. But uh, one that, I, that comes to mind for me every day when I think about like some of the most successful people I know and what their daily practices are, I always wonder what they're doing on a daily basis to keep themselves and their businesses healthy and successful, both mentally and physically. So what are some of the things that you do every day to keep yourself healthy and successful mentally and physically? Um, I need inspiration. So I do have um, blogs and newsletters that I follow that create that send me like new creative campaigns. So mm. that keeps my brain fresh. <laughs> I also really like getting trying new things and getting outside of my comfort zone. So even in little daily ways, so listening to new Spotify playlists, like it can be that simple. Mm -hmm. um, we kind of talked about this already, but I, I love the nerdy aspect of like your brain is always going to do the same things, uh, right? Like it's, mm -hmm. it, you're, change is hard people. Mm -hmm. So the more you can kind of incorporate those ways, the more your brain like will be flexible to think outside the box and to mm -hmm. try new things. So, um, I do enjoy putting myself into new situations. Um, yes. and then I think to bring it back down and stay healthy and grounded. I love hugging with my dog. I know. And if you're not following Tiff already, you should definitely follow her because she has the <laughs> cutest dog um, and cat, <laughs> um, which we will add all of your links to follow Tiff uh, down under this if you're watching on video or on the uh, page where you access the podcast. Um, okay. Two more questions. What advice would you give to your younger self at any age? It could be last year, Ooh. it could be last week, it could be like 10 years ago, whatever you like. Okay. I've got one already. Um, so when I was young twenties, I had so much difficulty being 
like a young blonde woman trying to find my place and trying to gain authority. And I found that every situation that I was getting myself into, it was almost like I felt like I wasn't uh, being heard because of that. And I felt this need to kind of diminish um, myself. Oh, make myself smaller. Mm. That really relates right here. Mm -hmm. Um, But I guess that also in a sense of like being silly and being loud Mm. and being goofy and really being myself, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that um, being able to understand and trust that you know what you're doing um, and really lean hard into that gives you the ability to be whoever and whatever you want to be. And now it's like my strength because I can be working on a project and be silly and put people at ease and, mm-hmm. and then immediately go back into, but this is the why, and this is how we're going to do it. And you get to enjoy the process along the way. Mm-hmm. So I think that like that sense of like, there wasn't room to be quirky and mm-hmm. be a serious business person that was always a really difficult um balance for me yeah it totally um, makes it way more fun to work with you too oh, yeah. <laughs> as somebody gets to work with you every day i mean it is way more fun having you as you are now <laughs> um all right last one super serious it's about your legacy so what do you want your headstone or the first few lines of your obit to say oh my gosh <laughs> Um, okay. Mm, I don't know about a better headstone, but I can say it more like abstractly, maybe. Sure. Uh, (laughs) like legacy itself Mm -hmm. is, um, I want, I want people's lives to be better because I was a part of them. So if that means they were easier or happier or more successful, um, I really just like to, it sounds cheesy. I really just like to support people and make their dreams come true. So, <laughs> you do, yeah. you do. And I mean, you are already doing those things. So I'm, uh, I'm very grateful to know you and to get to work with you all the time. And, uh, yeah, you won't have to wait until, you know, 50 years from now when that goes on your headstone. <laughs> um, all right. So before we go, how can people find you? What, uh, what's the best way to follow you on social or reach out yeah, to you? Yeah, follow me on Instagram. So my Instagram handle is Tifferific because I'm terrific. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we put a link, but it's T-I-F-F-E-R-I-F-F-I-C. And um, feel free to DM me and talk about what you thought about the podcast or if you had questions or if you're working on something right now that's a real noodle scratcher and you want some advice because (laughs) it's a noodle scratcher, you know, Um, because I have capacity right now and I love having these conversations. They light me up. So if anyone wants to, you know, have have a call, a discovery call or anything like that, um, hit me up on Instagram and we'll put something in the works. Amazing. And she means it, folks. I know Tiff pretty well. And if you DM her and have questions or comments, uh, she is definitely on it. All right. Thank you so much for being here today. I hugely appreciate it. To anyone who is listening or watching, thanks for tuning in. It's been a treat and we'll see you soon. Have a lovely day.